is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. Well, I'm having a good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much. We have much to celebrate today, don't we? Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. He's risen. He's risen indeed. That's what people used to say to me when I was small, and I was reminded of that this morning. It's wonderful to celebrate that we have a king who is alive. We have a king who has done something historically, but actually this is the living King Jesus that we celebrate today. And wonderful to gather, to sing, wonderful to have the different contributions. Thank you so much. Really felt the presence of God as we were worshipping together. And what I'd love to do is look at three pictures that describe the resurrection. Because the resurrection is something that is historical. We are looking back and recognizing something that happened in time, in a moment in time. But we're actually also celebrating today the impact of that event in our lives today. This isn't just a historical refreshing of our memories. This is something that has impact in potentially everyone's lives in this moment today. I'd like to look at three pictures of of how that impacts us. Let me just read to you from Romans 8 first, just to give us a bit of a setting. It says this, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. So this 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 is something in us. This is an impact. This is an effect in us that we're celebrating today. And uh, I thought it would be interesting just to have three pictures of the resurrection and unpack them together. And I do need a bit of help. There's a bit of audience participation this morning. Is that okay? The first picture, (laughs) the first picture is David and Goliath. The first picture is from David and Goliath. This is from 1 Samuel 17. Many of you will know the background to this story, but if you don't, uh, two tribes are going to war. One is the tribe of the Philistines. One is the tribe of the Israelites. And just as they come to a point where they're going to battle together, one of the Philistines, a man called Goliath, who we're told was about nine foot tall. He was a big lad. And Goliath stepped forward and challenged anyone from the Israelites to fight him and proclaimed that, Whoever, could do, whoever won that individual fight, then the war would then be over. This was all about representation. What happens to one person affects everyone. But to really understand this, we, we need a bit of audience participation, don't we? So is there anyone really tall in the house who would like to come and join me this morning? Good man. Let's welcome Goliath. Thank you. (laughs) I was at the back looking around and I said, this man is the man I want. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So, sir, you are Goliath. What is your name? Sorry. Malcolm. 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 You are Goliath today. Is that okay? 
Yeah, okay. Now, I also need a small person, a small boy, maybe. If we have a small... No, no, there's a few shakes of heads. Good man! Welcome, sir. Oh, you've got something in your hand. Yeah. Okay, that's right. What's your name, sir? Malachi. Malachi. Yeah. Malachi, fantastic. You stand here, Malachi. Actually, I'll tell you what, come over here for a minute, just to we get the proportions right here. You're going to be... <laughs> you're, I'll be careful with him, he's a big... <laughs> this, you're going to be a little shepherd boy called David. Do you like sheep? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> So, you're David, you're Goliath. Okay. Now, David, come, come over here. Now, Goliath, you have an army that you represent, the Philistines. But there's more Philistines than there are Israelites. So, you, this block here, this block here, and this block here, you are all Philistines. <laughs> Welcome to Woodside. <laughs> and, David, over here... We have the people of God. <laughs> How are we feeling over here at the moment? <laughs> Not too great, I know. Okay, so you're the people of God. These are you, this is the people you represent. Okay, so you know the story probably. And the Philistines and the tribe of Israel, the, the Israelites, were going to be at war together. Goliath stepped forward. For 40 days, he declared, is there anyone who will fight me? And no one would come forward. And eventually a small shepherd boy called David. Now the reason why it's significant that it was David is because David was going to be anointed to be the king of Israel. That's really important to understand. Now, they were going to fight. There was armour put on. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) Have you been Goliath before? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was. And, uh, and so, but you were, uh, David was, was a whiz on slingshot. He even said it, thank you. Slingshot, so you slinged a shot, sling a shot. And Goliath fell to the ground. Sorry, yes? It took a while. Okay. Goliath slowly descended, well done. And David came and finished Goliath off. Very good. Okay. Let's give these two a round of applause. Thank you so much. Well done. Thank you, David. Thank you, Malcolm, Goliath. Fantastic. Now, what happened there, in that real-life story, David defeated Goliath, but then what didn't happen is the two tribes didn't then come and battle one another. Because what happened to the king happens to the people. And so because David was going to be the anointed king, because he was victorious, the people of Israel were victorious. In the same way, because Jesus has defeated our great enemy, sin, death, Satan, because he's victorious over over those things, we are victorious over things, even the Philistines in this room. It's what it means to be those who are in Christ Jesus. If we do have some understanding of this when we talk about our, 
uh, our favourite football team, maybe you do sometimes. Uh, now, I'm a supporter of Crystal Palace. We're playing Richard's team this afternoon, Chelsea. When Chelsea win, <laughs> I'll be saying, we lost. There's an identification. Now, that's just a, a sort of a, a, a <laughs> frivolous example. But to be those who are in Christ means whatever happened to Jesus happened to us. He defeated death, therefore we defeat death. He defeated sin, therefore in Christ we defeat sin. Amen? That's picture number one. Picture number two is believer's baptism. Now we're not baptising anyone today. But let me read to you some verses from God's word. It says this. Don't you know, don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like this, sorry, in a death like his, we, we certainly also will be united with him in a resurrection like his. So when we baptise people, in fact on May the 15th, we've got four people being baptised here at the moment and possibly a fifth, and maybe there's others in this room that will want to join them. But is this going to work? Visual aid, visual aid. So when we, ba- can you see me? Oh, oh, hang on. Who's that? Who's that bald-headed guy? Oh, it's me. <laughs> Embarrassing. Where are you? So the camera's over there, so that's what I'm going to get. So, so if you, when, when we baptise people here, what we do... What have I done? Oh, over here. <laughs> we didn't rehearse this. When, when we baptise people here, we are, they are identifying themselves with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. In fact, we, 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 we grab hold of them and we, we actually put, push them under the water. We fill this with water and it's like they die to self. Their old life dies united with Christ in his death. And then we lift them up and they're alive in Christ. Now, it, it's symbolic of what has happened inside of them in, 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 their, in, their, in their souls, in their hearts, if you like. But, but this, is, this is what we, we, we perform when we baptise people in water. I remember talking to one pastor and he said, I almost want to hold them under the water a little bit. <laughs> uh, j- j- just so that you're dying here. This, this is, something is dying, it's death is dying, you understand. And as you come alive, as you're united with Christ, he is the risen one, therefore we are also those that rise from the dead. Death used to be the great enemy, but no more. Hallelujah. Picture number two. Let's just pause for a minute before we go on to picture number three. So we've looked at our association with Jesus as our king. And when Jesus is victorious... We are victorious. Pressure off. It's about him, not us. 
And when people are baptised in water, May the 15th, numbers are going to be baptised here. They are uniting themselves with the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. Maybe even today there's some who know they need to come to a place of faith. Saying, you know, I don't want to carry on making, you know, trying to win my battles and trying to lean on my strength. But you want to say, actually, I want Jesus to be my king and my Lord and my saviour. And there's a moment when we do that, isn't there? When we say, okay, Lord, I want to be in you. I want to be in you, Jesus Christ. And then know that I'm secure in my relationship with my Father in heaven. Know that I have purpose, but I also have his life flowing through us. I know forgiveness of sins. I know eternity certain with him. All those things are wrapped up and so much more with that identification with Jesus who is the King. Amen? Maybe some of you need to consider that today. Is that for you? Is this your moment to say, okay, I'll give in? That was what happened to me. There was a give in moment. Okay, I've tried it my way. Now I want to place my trust in you. This year, 40 years, I've known Jesus and I've been known by him. It's wonderful. But let's go to picture number three, the final picture. You see, this has been a brutal few years for us. And let's be honest, it's still pretty hard at the moment. And so what does it mean for someone who trusts in Jesus or has been trusting in Jesus when life just begins to overwhelm? There are things that we thought were certain now seem uncertain. There's things that we were sure about now we're less sure about. There's hope that we once had now we're not sure if that hope is so clear. There's things we hoped to do and become and these things haven't outworked as we once hoped they would be. And we're looking to our own strength, we're looking to find our way and we're asking, well, where is the resurrection power in my life now? The Bible in Ephesians, letter to Ephesians, talks about the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for us who believe. So it's not just about eternity, it's about his power flowing through us today but I wonder for many if it's been and is a very very tough period in our lives let me use this video to illustrate what I mean this is a a video of the Brownlee brothers if you know them they're two triathlon they're they're British triathlon um, brothers and uh, this video is of a race that came soon after they had won gold and silver in the Rio Olympics. They're running this race and you'll notice something happens. And it helps to illustrate what I think Jesus wants to do for us today. Can we show that video? Johnny Brownlee may not make the finishing line. He's looking over his shoulder. He is desperately in trouble. Just get him some fluid here. He cannot be helped. I, I don't think I've ever seen this. Let's see if Alistair stops. Johnny Brownlee is no. not going to finish this race. Alice says, come, come, come. He's got him. This, I have never seen this before. Henry Schoolman is going to win this race because Alistair Brownlee has stopped for his brother. I don't even know if that is allowed. I, this what? is incredible. I, I don't think he cares if it's allowed well, or that not. That is the most incredible thing I have ever seen in a triathlon. Alistair Brownlee is trying to get his brother across the line. Coming down the two Brownleys, it'll be Richard Murray under the blue carpet in just a few seconds. This is absolutely insane. Here comes Richard Murray. 
The two Bradleys are trying desperately to get across the line. Oh my God, Johnny Bradley in second. It'll be third across the line, Alistair Bradley, and then can Mario Mola be fourth? That is the most insane last few meters. Please show me the path picture. Just won the most insane final two minutes of racing I've ever seen in triathlon. Uh, whether that was legal or not yeah. between the Brownies. That is the most Amazing moment, isn't it? So the two Brownie brothers, Alistair, the eldest brother, Jonathan, the youngest. Jonathan was way up in front. He was going to win. And then he was, as you can see, overwhelmed with exhaustion. His brother was ready to run around him, run past him and grabbed hold of him. He didn't have strength to finish the race himself. He was spent. There was nothing left inside. And then Alistair, the elder brother, picked him up and carried him through. The Daily Mirror said this, Alistair Brownlee sacrificed himself in a race for brother Johnny, who he says was nearly dead. You know, we're called to run a race, aren't we, in our lives. We're called to do something, follow God in our lives. But frankly, sometimes that's how I feel when I'm trying to run a race, certainly when I'm trying to run in my own strength. But I think there's an invitation from Jesus to, to, to us to hang on to him, to find our strength in him, particularly in these days, and know that he is more than enough. He actually grabbed hold of his younger, son, younger brother and threw him over the line in front of him, <laughs> amazingly. Afterwards, an interviewer asked them both, asked Alistair, why did he do it? He said this, my mother would not have been happy. <laughs> we all know that, don't we? You know that. <laughs> my mother would not have been happy if I let my brother just stay standing there. I think Jesus could say, my father would not be happy if he let us just standing there. Two pictures of the resurrection. David and Goliath, the king representing us. Us placing our trust in our king of kings. The baptism, that we die, but we come alive in Christ. And the living out this walk with Jesus, allowing him to grab hold of us, him carrying us through. We all need that, don't we? Let's stand together, shall we? Just ask the band to join us. Just as the band come forward, I'd love just to close our eyes. I do want to give an opportunity for people to respond. Not for me, but... I know when I've been in this moment, and I've been in it many times, I, I feel like I need, to, I need to do something between me and God, to say, God, I, I, I hear this. I hear this for me. And I just think that's important. It's important for you. I think it's important for us to recognize that and communicate that to God. So just as we all close our eyes, if we can, I just want to ask you, if you know God is speaking to you this morning, maybe by some of the things I've just mentioned, maybe by other things that have been brought, I just want you to raise your hand just so you can acknowledge to God and say, this is for me, Lord. I want to respond. I want to respond now. Nice and clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to pray for us. Pray for us. I'm going to pray for particularly for those who have responded. God, we thank you that you sent Jesus 
Jesus, we thank you that you knew that your father would not be happy, but you were willing to, to be like the older brother we just saw, to give up everything in order that you could pick up the likes of us, that we could find in you a saviour who will never let us down. Lord, I pray for those who have responded today that they would know you as their King of kings, their Lord of lords, their saviour, that they would know what it means to be in you, Jesus, in Christ, that no longer are they looking to themselves for for earning your favour or trying to navigate this life or, or wondering what eternity may or may not mean, that they can place their trust in you, that they can ask for your forgiveness, that they can repent from go in an alternative direction and place their trust in you. Jesus, we thank you that you've offered that to all of us. We thank you that you also sent your Holy Spirit to be with us. And it's the Spirit that raised you from the dead that is alive in us today. The same Spirit. So we welcome you, Spirit, and we pray would you strengthen us. If we're feeling like Jonathan Brownlee, and we're just struggling, struggling to navigate today, Holy Spirit, I pray you come and bring strength to us. Bring strength to us, God. Pick us up, God, please. Help us. Help us just to take the next step. We want to place our trust in you, not in our strength, but in the strength of the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. We thank you that your word promises that. And we thank you that we can place our trust in you, knowing that you are faithful and that you are true. We pray, God, be with us. And allow your resurrection power to continually daily flow through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.